If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Austin Prock, and this is The Skinny. From the Fatheads Eyewear Studio in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny. Brought to you by Toyota and General Tire. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to The Skinny. We have a great guest that will join us here today. Ken Stout and Rico Elmore in the house. Track dude is back behind the controls, Michael Young. Great to have everybody back in here inside of the studio. A brisk day outside here in Indianapolis. Brisk day, and uh, you're running side saddle. Running side, to, run to, side saddle here. Yep. Care to talk yep. about your dedication to this show? <laughs> well, when the boss calls and says, hey, I've got Austin Proc. He said he could come in today. How you feeling? <laughs> Four days after you're off the, uh, the surgery table from full knee replacement, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll make it, man. I don't know how, but I'll make it. And Alice, your <laughs> wife, was overly excited about us doing this. Yeah, she she said this is this is really a bad idea. I'm like, so it I've, worked out great. I've exercised a number of those over the course of time and came out on the other end. So I'll give her another swing and see what happens. <laughs> see how it works out. <laughs> Austin Proc sitting alongside. He is the grandson of former NHRA driver Tom Proc. He is the son of. NHRA championship winning crew chief Jimmy Proc, and now has a win of his own in Top Fuel. One of the, uh, I don't want to say few drivers anymore, but one of the special drivers of both licensed in Funny Car and Top Fuel. But didn't get a start there. Started off in dirt, man. Or no, it was it was midget. It was pavement midget yep. racing you were doing, right? So you have been on the asphalt all along the way. But before we get into that whole racing thing, as you take a look here, clearly by the name of the show, and, and by the two big boys you have here at the desk, we love food. And, uh, and I believe you graduated from the culinary, uh, culinary arts school. So you're a talented chef as well. And we've got a big kitchen up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But I uh, had to go to school. Uh, parents made me go to college after I got out of high school. I wanted to go straight on the road. But uh, applied to a few business schools didn't do so hot in high school, so got popped out of those. And uh, the next best option was culinary school. Get to cook for all my friends and family all the time. And I uh, love to entertain. It's one of my uh, only hobbies when I'm not on the road racing. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. That stirs up a few questions right off the bat because 
your father is as intelligent as they come down the road, and you struggled in high school, yeah. so <laughs> couldn't keep your attention. What what was the struggle there? You you clearly have it going on upstairs. Uh, it was probably just a little bit of lack of effort. Uh, you know, I pretty much showed up late and left early to go to the race shop. You know, uh, I live, eat, and breathe racing, and that's where my heart was, and that's where I spent all my time. And, uh, you know, you work hard at a young age, and it pays off early. So you were truly one of those kids that uh... – as he finally figured out where he was, was growing up in the middle of a candy store. Your dad was in the middle of the biggest, most successful team, winning championships on a top fuel funny car, and everywhere you looked was just another thing of beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was lucky to you know, grow up in the family that I have and be surrounded by very intelligent people. You know, Every way I looked, there was uh, someone smart wanting to give me their advice, and uh, you, know, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason, so I listened up and... Uh, you know, look at me now. So did, did dad lean on you about high school when you were struggling there? Was he, I'm sure he's, he's trying to steer you as best he can, but you think about his gig and he's on the road all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. More mom than him. You know, dad was on the road. He was focused. I'd be on more his scared of her. <laughs> I, I still, I'd be more scared of her. I still am to this day. She, yeah. uh, she still scares the <laughs> out of me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they both pushed me, you know, and they pushed me in the right direction, you know, when, when time was due and, uh, now I get to drive a top fuel dragster for a living. Yeah, it's amazing. So Montana, back with you guys after a, a brief, uh, a brief hiatus with the uh, with the whole COVID thing and everything. How's that going? Uh, it's going good. You know, Frank Teagues, he re-signed with John Force Racing. He owns both the companies, Montana Brand and Rocky Mountain Twist. And uh, you know, he he wanted this car to be out there that whole time, but you know, COVID just set things back and and put me sidelined for a little bit. But Happy to have him back. He's a great person, and uh, looking forward to racing with him this year. Well, it seemed like you didn't miss a beat. You got in Clay's car when he was out uh, for that race and damn near won it. At, uh, was that Norwalk? Yeah, Norwalk. Yeah, Norwalk. So that was cool. And, uh, and uh, you know, so what does what all does Montana do? What's their gig? So Montana brand is, uh, like, power tool accessory bits, um, you know, countersinks, more woodworking things, drill bits, things like that. Uh, Rocky Mountain Twist is a high-end drill bit. Any Boeing airplane, uh, when it gets built, it's drilled with a Montana brand drill bit. Um, they're wow. by far the nicest drill bit I used. I wouldn't just say that, you know, just because they're funding my uh, my dream. But uh, honestly, it's the best drill bit I've ever used. Got to use it even when I was uh, working construction in COVID. Had the company I was working for go pick some up, and uh, you know, you could drill about ten times as many holes with one. That's that's wild. So tell us about your team. Joe Bartlam's over with you, which is awesome. I love Joe. Yeah, we got uh, Joe B. and uh, Ron Tobler. We pulled him out of retirement. Uh, you know, everyone thought it'd be real hard to reel him back in, but uh, a quick phone call, and, and he was on board. I was actually uh, still in total shock to have someone of his, you know, uh, legendary career, you know, back in my team. So him and Joe are going to work great together, and uh, I got two of my brothers working on the race car with me. Uh, my brother Thomas, he's going to be an engineer and do the clutch on my car during, on the weekends. Brother Sam's flying in for the first few to fill in. And uh, the rest of the guys are just great family friends. Uh, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, so your one brother worked for Stuart Haas, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so he's doing the clutch now? Yeah, so we just stole him back. Uh, he's going to be working in the shop during the week, uh, designing parts and uh, engineering things for us. And then on the weekend, he'll fly out, uh, do the clutch on the car, and uh, hopefully we'll end up in Victor Lean quite a bit. That's that is awesome. Uh, and and move back a little bit. What Stout talked about earlier. Uh, who did you start midget racing with? Who I remember because I talked to your dad about it at the time. Yeah. So uh, I started my first like full size midget. We did a Ford Focus class uh, raced with Brad Nofsinger and Wade Brown down in North Carolina. Did a few years there and then we went out and bought our own uh, national midget operation. And uh, Tony Stewart allowed us to work out of his race shop there. So me and my brother, we've worked together our whole career since I started when I was 10 and he was 12. So uh, for this whole deal to come back full circle and get to race together is pretty sweet. How was uh, SHR about losing him? Probably not uh, excited. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't the fondest of it. They understood, you know, racing with family is what it's all about. And uh, they wanted him to stay. And it sounds like he'll have a job there anytime he needs to go back, if, if so. Yeah, I know Tony spoke highly of him and, uh, you know, speaks highly of your family. And what a place to work out of when you're, uh, you know, running a midget. So that's not a 
not too bad of a place to run through. Yeah, so. absolutely. Tony did a lot for us in our, uh, you know, our career circle track racing and definitely couldn't have got as far as we did without his support. So uh, all the kudos to him. And uh, now I get to race with him on a, on a professional level in drag cars. So yep. pretty sweet. What do you think of his team and all the uh, this uh, craziness he's brought into play? I think it's good for the sport, you know, uh, for him to even manage to put a team together and how the world is right now, how hard it is to get materials and parts and things like that, you know, that's an unbelievable story in itself. So I'm excited to see how it all pans out for him. I'm sure that things get both cars are going to run really well. You know, you got Dickie Venables and Matt Hagen on one side and you got Leah and Neil Strasbog. Uh, you know, he's deserved a shot at tuning one of these things yeah. for a while. Yeah. And he's got a great opportunity in front of him. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. 26 years old, man. You have a wealth of knowledge in this sport. You're clearly switched on, man. Um, a lot of jealous kids, by the way, too. You grow up, you're 10 years old, and you're already inside a, a Tony Stewart shop <laughs> running midgets. Yeah, everybody would dream of that, and, and to see you continue on and now be with, with force, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, the, the entire family involved there. But, uh, man, just a huge opportunity. But that opportunity isn't given to you because you're a proc. I'm sure that opportunity had to be earned. Absolutely. You know, I've, like I said earlier, I've worked my whole entire life to get to this point, you know, and I, I finally achieved that in 2019. And when, you know, the pandemic hit and it gets stripped away from you, it hurts. You know, I was depressed there for a while and, uh, you know, it definitely built character and everything happens for a reason. And uh, just happy to be back and living my dream again. I, th I think we had the conversation, right? Yeah, <laughs> we had that conversation. I told him, I said, I said it's all about timing, man. Yep. It'll it'll come when it's supposed to, and and uh, you know, uh, at at your age, I I always mention this and talk about this. You know, there's a lot of people that that can be 26 that act 18, and there's some people that are 26 and can act 36, and you know, it's a lot of times around the people that you work with and that you're involved with, and uh, and and for you to be racing, you know, for JFR. There's probably nobody else harder in the paddock, if you will, in the pits, harder to get to get a ride or to run with. I mean, it's all family that runs his cars. Daughters, always daughters. Yep. You know, uh, was son-in-law, but you know, Robert's still the family. But and then and then him, and now you. You know, again, and uh, so it says a lot for what what you've done and what he thinks of you because. Uh, I, I don't think by any means there's any gifts that come out of that uh, South Point Circle building. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, uh, you know, you couldn't dream of a better opportunity. And I'm blessed to be in this position. You know, we have the best funding. We have the best parts and pieces and the best personnel in there, you know. And to add my crew chief lineup to that that uh, brain trust over there, as Forrest calls it, you know, I think it's going to be a great year for the company. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and to really... Uh, go off of what you said there, Rico. I, I don't know that the fans, the general fans, they always see John Force in his interviews, and everybody loves him, the high energy and, and the enthusiasm, the passion that he has for the sport and has maintained for an unbelievable amount of time. But what they don't see is the behind-the-scenes John Force. And to have the team that he has and to have the success that he has, the size of it, the sponsor that you were talking about, well-funded team, that is from relentless pursuit of chasing that dream. And there's nobody that works any harder. And with that said, once you get to that level, there's absolutely no excuses. And there's no room for anything other than excellence. I mean, he expects the absolute best because he's going to put you in the best situation. And, and with that comes a lot of tense moments, I'm sure. I mean, do you, do you feel that from him? Or are there times where he comes up to you and says, you know, we, need, we did all of this stuff here. You need to perform? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I just expect that out of it. You know, you have the best parts and pieces, so there's no reason I shouldn't go up there and do the absolute best and, and be the best driver I can be. So I kind of carry that pressure on myself. Um, you know, he comes up and gives me his wild pep talks before I get in the car, but uh, I'm already focused by then, and it's in one ear, out the other, you know, and back to business. But, uh, you know, I expect that pressure from him. He doesn't have to put that on me himself, and uh, hopefully I'll make him proud again this year. I always uh, say there's one common denominator across all platforms of motorsports, and and that's quickness. I think the really good drivers, no matter what the discipline is, uh, are extremely quick. Their hand-eye coordination is very good, and their hands are very quick. They speak quickly. 
everything about them is quick, and you clearly are a fast talker. You're just one of those people, you're thinking quick. Everything happens very, very fast, which is a norm for you. And, and I go down this path because your reaction times – you know, are clearly one of the best in the field. I, I wish I'd had time. I didn't know you were coming in and literally until yeah. an hour before, but uh, I would have looked up the You've stats. You've been doing but if, nothing but laying around. If, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so, I mean, you could have probably got something done in that time. But if you're not the best in the class, you have to be top three. Yeah, in 19, my rookie season, I did end up leading the, leading the class off the starting line. Uh, and since then, everyone's really picked up their game quite a bit. Langdon, he was uh, he was an animal last year on the starting line. So uh, I'm going to have to pick it up a little bit, but no doubt in my mind, I'll be right there in the top of the hunt. Yeah, and, and one of those elements that it's always important. Everybody understands that reaction time is important, but I don't know if it was stressed as much as it now is emphasized inside of your category. Yeah, it's going to be even closer this year you know because i feel like all the driver crew chief combos have kind of caught up to each other so the cars are going to be running quicker and closer to each other so it's even going to be more cutthroat up on the starting line like i wouldn't be surprised if you saw you know a low 40 or high 30 wow. average wow in, out of one of the drivers this year because you're going to have to be that quick up there if you want to go rounds on sunday so and l let's talk about that process for a second i i think it's important to analyze it uh, Michael wants to go to a break. We'll take a quick break here, Michael. We'll come back on the other side. I've got a great question for him uh, in regards to reaction time. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more from the Young Gun, Austin Proc. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by General Tire. 
It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. Welcome back to The Skinny. We have Young Gun Austin Proc inside of the studio with us here today. We'll be inside of his race car. Actually, the day you see this show, he'll, be, uh, he'll start testing there in Phoenix. So we wish him the best of luck there. But we were talking about reaction times and the numbers you just threw out as an average in the 30s or 40s, mind-boggling to me. I remember when a 70 was a, was a psychic you know, reaction time and fuel. But I would love to talk... Or, I'd love to talk to your father, as I'm sure he's analyzed every split second of this, but the time that it takes for you to see that light, move your foot, you have to physically move the pedal, and the linkage has to open up. It has to obviously send fuel and make power. It has to then wrinkle up that huge rear tire before any of that, and before the car even thinks about moving, and you're talking about an average of 0.3 seconds. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the cars, have they've become reacting quicker. You know, the crew chiefs obviously work on that area of the car because the quicker it reacts, the quicker 60 foot you get. So, um, you know, those cars that have a lower 60 foot, you know, when they're dabbling in the 810s, 812s, you know, that thing's reacting really good. So um, it's just a, a comp. It's just all added up from the driver being quicker, the car being quicker, you know, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, when I started in 2019, I think that average the year before was like a, you know, like probably like a low 60 or something, uh, mid 60. And when I went into that class, I dropped it down to an 058 was my average. And we didn't get very many attempts at it either. You know, a car didn't run all that well. Um, so that could have helped my situation or made it worse. You know, the more shots you got at it, I could have stumbled. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a cutthroat, cutthroat category right now. And uh, I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, and I need to fix a, a mistake I just made in that description when I was going through all that. I said three-tenths of a second. We're talking about three-hundredths of a second. You said thirties of forties, yeah. thirty-thousandths of a second, forty-thousandths of a second. So, yeah, not three-tenths. You're out to lunch, yeah. baby. You throw tenths up on the board yeah. there, and uh, you, you, put a, a, you roll her in the box. A, that's called a guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've got um, – so now you have Alan Johnson going over to Coletta's uh, with all of his stuff, which – that could be pretty wild. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to racing those cars over there this year. I love racing Dougie and Langdon uh, because you got to bring your A game when you race those guys. And uh, the past few years, they haven't really had the car under them that they deserve. And uh, they're going to get that this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to racing them. You know, me and Dougie, we go back because we kind of came up the same way, racing right. circle tracks, sprint sure. cars, midgets, things yeah. like that. So uh uh, on the to-do this year, I don't want to be smoking the tires much, but I do want to race Dougie in a pedal fest and finally get him on that one. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I always talk about Coletta's. We were, uh, I think Stuart was on and we were talking about it, but we were talking about when, you know, you would roll into Anderson Speedway way back in the day and nobody had the big haulers. Nobody had the 18-wheelers, the stackers, any of that. Coletta did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the old drag trailers, right, with the elevator on the back. And uh, it was, I, like I said, I remember it very vividly. All black, gold leaf on the back top corners, Coletta. Yeah. And that's all it needed to say. That dude would come out and just wear people out and get back in his stuff and leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was. It's old school. It, it, yeah. And I mean, it's. It's, uh, you know, he's down to business, get it done, and he's out of there. So, uh, but, yeah, he he was, it, it is awesome watching, you know, watching you come through that progression. I, I don't, I guess I don't really know of any open wheel guy, other guys that, uh, I mean, I, I not that I can think Nothing of. Nothing really I mean, comes to mind, I agree. I mean, yeah. John Andretti for a little bit, but yeah. never full time, really. Hey, um, let's go back a little bit and talk about the midgets. I'd love to know the thought process and the conversation that was had, the initial conversation between you and your family to say, I want to go racing, but I want to go on a midget, not necessarily a drag car. Or, or was it just a general conversation? Did you start off in carts and you're like, oh, let's, 
the natural progression was to go up to midgets. How, how did that happen? Yeah, so I started out in uh, quarter midgets, which it wasn't too much of a shock to the family. My uh, great-grandfather, uh, Jimmy Prock as well, he uh, grew up racing uh, midgets and was a ride-on mechanic on Indy cars in the 30s and 40s. So uh, we still have a little bit of circle track in our blood. You know, and uh, when we moved to Brownsburg, our neighbor actually had quarter midgets, and uh, I wanted to go racing, but I didn't want anything to do with uh, junior drags. I, I didn't like the bracket racing deal. I, I like heads-up racing and didn't want anything to do with it. So uh, they allowed me to go out, and I tested their quarter midget, fell in love, and uh, a few days later, I convinced my dad to uh, get me one. And uh, the rule was is if I got one, me and my brother, we had to do all the work on it. Uh, you know, I had to, I had to learn how to, me and Thomas learned how to set them up, change our oil, clean our tires at 10 and 12 years old. And, uh, you know, we'd load it all in the trailer and my mom would hop in the pickup and drive us to the track. And it was just me, mom and, and, and really? my brother. And, uh, we did it all on our own. You know, everyone else our age was out, you know, playing football or, or playing catch or something in between races while their parents were servicing their carts. And, uh, me and Thomas, we were there doing it all on our own and, you know, we just kind of got thrown to the wolves and learned as we went. And uh, that was some of the best, best knowledge we've ever gained. That's, I, that, that's... I know dad doesn't have any spare minutes, but wouldn't you think that lurking in the background, dad would think just the engineering side of it would, would tweak him just a little bit like, oh, let's do this. It'll be kind of fun. But right. it literally sounds like he just said, you guys go have fun at it. Yeah, you know, and a majority of the time we were on our own, but, you know, he, he got to fly home during the week, so... When we had him in the garage or whatever, he'd come out and help tinker on him. And we were always innovative. You know, we were always trying something new. We were cutting bars out of the chassis <laughs> and moving them and building steel, like solid steel left side nerfs for left side weight, which probably was illegal, and trying different wheel sizes. We were always trying to find that new edge, you know, because it was, it was a new learning curve for him as well as it was for me and my brother. So we had a lot of fun doing it. We even uh, we got uh, Rick Warner uh championship winning crew chief we got his son drew into quarter midgets so between ricky and my dad and uh, all us boys we had all kinds of wazoo <laughs> on these yeah, things yeah <laughs> so that's a that's a cool story and and talk about uh a way to grow up that's a way to grow up because it's uh no not everybody gets a trophy in that gig yeah absolutely you know if you want to if you want to become a professional racer one day you got to start young and and you got to you got to learn it all you know um my dad told me at a young age you know he said the more you know about this race car the better race car driver you you are going to be and you know i thought he was blowing smoke up my butt there for a while but uh you know once you grow up and get some intelligence in you you finally learn uh, he was right that whole time yeah and, and it's worth mentioning too that uh you you were successful in the midget. You won a championship. Yeah, 2014, we won a pavement midget championship. And, uh, you know, I loved racing that car. I wish I, I wish I could have kept it. You know, I wish our finances were a little different back then where I could still have that, you know, in my pocket. But uh, love that car. And uh, I just loved pavement midget racing. If I could ever get in one again, I, I wouldn't blink an eye. So talk to me about the transition from the midget to you went to uh, Frank Holly School. Is that, yep. is that correct? In a super comp car? Um, is that, is that, yeah, is that correct? So yeah, you made that transition from midgets to drag racing. What spawned that? What, how, how did that come about? So 2016, it was the, uh, off season and I had actually just purchased a world of outlaw operation. I was going to go wing sprint wow. car racing and, uh, Forrest called me that winter and said, Hey, uh, he said, you want to go drag racing? And I'm like, well, if John Force is calling you to go drag racing, pretty, pretty hard you better listen. You yeah, know? right. So, so the deal was, he's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm good over here, dude. You know, yeah, I'm gonna go lose every dime. I'm gonna go lose every dime I have in yeah. outlaw racing. You have fun, so. man. I've got this car. It's got this big wing on it. I'm good over here. I'm good. Yeah. So, so I started listening, and uh, he said, if if you want to drive one of these cars one of these days, he said, come work on my daughter's cars for a couple of years, and uh, we'll start training you and and you're going to take my spot. That was, that was the plan at the time. Um, time still hasn't come. But, uh, you know. Uh, I told, no, but he did get a good I, mechanic out of it. That's what I'm I, thinking I, he was thinking. I told, Stu I told Stuart that he's still got a, a, a – he's got plenty of life in him. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, 20 years, you know. Yeah. Force is thinking, if I can drum up another crew chief like Jimmy, I'm yeah. good here. So yeah. let me get him going down that path. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, so I worked on his daughter's car in uh, 2017 on Courtney's, 2018 on Brittany's, and uh, in the middle of 2017, I was off going to Frank Holly's. I got my super comp dragster license, super gas, 
uh, nostalgia funny car, alcohol funny car, a fuel dragster, all this in one crash course of a year, along with beating up and down the road, you know, wow. working on her on Courtney's car. Um, so it was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of uh, like better get there and and do the best you can because you only got two days to get your license. So better have your head wow. on, head on straight. And 2018 start of the year, uh, working on. Brittany Force's Monster Energy Dragster, and uh, went to uh, Las Vegas. We usually test the Monday after, and they threw me in the funny car, and uh, it was the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, that's got to be wild. Were you expecting it? Uh, you know, I knew it was coming that year, um, but I didn't really know when, you know, and then you finally get the news, and I'm over there Sunday night after, you know, everyone's loaded up. We pulled the car back out, threw my seat insert in there, Got all fitted, seatbelt changes, all the all the safety equipment dialed in, and uh, went up there Monday morning. And man, it was it was wild. Everybody and their brother was up there to see me fail. You know? <laughs> Did you have your fire suit and helmet? Oh yeah, I had it all ready to go. Yeah, every can't... every real driver, yeah. man, they don't go to I the racetrack without. I it. just happen to have that in the yeah. hauler. Yeah, yeah. Right one second. <laughs> so it was uh, it was wild, and you know, we'd go up there, and I was nervous to begin with, you know, just even driving one of these things. The quickest thing I ever drove was a fuel dragster, which has like 3000 horsepower. And then you're going into 11,000 horsepower funny car and the track temps like 85 degrees. And oh we're boy. going up there to run like 384 back in the laid back header days and uh, go up there, do the burnout back up. Everything's sweet. Stage this thing. Christmas tree don't come down. I'm just sitting there. And I don't know what's going on. Because, like, I don't know if, like, there's a leak and they're going to shut me off or, like, right. what. So I'm just, sitting, just there. sitting there. And all of a sudden, Brian Crotty gets on the radio and he goes, go! Scared the crap out of me. And I drilled the throttle, drove it to about 300 feet, straight as an arrow, and lifted. That was all we planned on doing. But if they would have let me, I would have drove that thing all the way to the lights. <laughs> it, it was the best you... feeling in the world. Like the, And what sucks, too, is, like, when you get to the 330 clock in a funny car, that's right when the clutch is starting to really kick in. Starting and I just you. started to feel it set me back in the seat. And, it's, <clears throat> and you're like, oh, man, like, that was getting me going, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know what it is about Vegas, but that's the first place that Stuart ran to. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. a text at about 3 o'clock in the morning. I did something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, what was that? And he sent me the he sent me the slip. I was like, you're an animal. But uh, Well, that's awesome, man. That's a great story. Great yeah. story. And so much success after that. I mean, clearly fell right into the seat. Very comfortable. Uh, did it ever rattle you? Or has your brain always been... Take you a minute to get up to speed? Um, I mean, they're always quick. You know, when I get in this thing next or this Thursday, I mean, I'm going to be behind it for a little bit, especially if we're really sending it, you know, if the track's cool. Um, but, yeah, it's you're behind it. But if you look out far enough in the track, and, and like, like Danny and Karate told me before I got in this thing, because I was nervous if I was going to be able to even do it. You know, not very many people can drive these race cars to a extreme level, you know. And they're like, you either got it or you don't. And I just kept that in my head and – you know, did the best I could, try to keep it between the between the header flames, and uh, it's all good from there. Excellent job. Young driver for John Force Racing with us here today, Austin Prock. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the other side. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. We're back here on The Skinny. Austin Prock in the studio with us on a brisk day here in Indianapolis. Speedway, Indiana, that is. We've got about five, six inches of snow out there. It's been, uh, it was kind of cold there last Thursday or so. Actually, when I had the surgery done, came out to a nice snow blizzard, and it's been beautiful ever since, sunny-wise. But It's a, it's uh, a great idea. Maybe you could have busted your ass coming out of there. You know. I might have and don't remember it. I, <laughs> much like this show, I don't know how much of it I'm going to remember. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, kids. Just say no. <laughs> So Austin Proc in the house with us, obviously geeked up and ready to go here. 2022, man, full slate in front of you. Let's talk about what's coming at you. A uh, lot of good competition, uh, but we're, we're going to be bringing the heat. You know, we got a good team uh, with Montana, Brandon, Rocky Mountain Twist, great crew chief lineup and uh, great people to work with as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I just can't wait to stand on the gas on Thursday. We're going to flog this thing for three days and uh, we'll be all ready to go for Pomona here shortly. But I got it. But I got to ask. I got to go back to what he said. It took him a while to catch up, or it'll take him a while to catch up. You got in Clay Milliken's car, and it took you no time to catch up. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go back a little bit here. Stringer, who I love to death, uh, is a great friend. Clay as well. You step into the car. Um, that operation and the way Stringer runs it. It is literally on a string. I mean, it is. They they uh, kind of tell us some of the process of what they go through, which isn't a secret, you know, uh, between rounds versus kind of what you guys do. Yeah, uh, it's they run that operation totally different, and it was uh, it was very enjoyable to go there and race with those guys and and see what you can do in this sport, you know, with, with minimal parts or, or pieces, you know, everyone over there works really hard, uh, probably even harder than most teams, you know, because you're, you're servicing parts in between rounds and things and, and what they do with what they have is very impressive. Uh, that car ran great that weekend. I was in it and continued on, you know, I felt like that was almost the turning point for that car last year. Uh, after I got done running it, 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 you know, consistently went up and down the track quick. And uh, I really appreciate what they do for the sport and, and how well they run on, on what they do. Uh, it was a great opportunity to work with them and, and learn from everyone over there, Doug and Mike Clover and Clay. Uh, it, was a, it was a great deal and had to go out there and shine because that was kind of a make-or-break-it moment for my career, I feel like. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I mean, I was, uh, if, uh, if there was anybody not rooting for you, they were, they were not very good people yeah. because it was <laughs> – it was definitely the underdog uh, program coming in and uh, and not being uh, and not uh, you know not being in the car for a while and I mean you didn't miss a beat I mean stout so you uh, so so the whole gist of it is you know and correct me if I'm wrong anywhere here but most of the time you know they take the heads off 
you know, and usually another set goes on, you know, headers usually mounted and everything. They actually rebuild the heads between rounds. Yeah. On every round. So, I mean, that's, that is, uh, that in itself, how intense that is, because that's, I mean, one, it's a quick turnaround, but two, you can't make any mistakes there. And there's a lot of pieces and parts that go back into all of that. And, and so uh, that's what amazes me with, with Doug's program and what they put together there. Now, when you were uh, uh, at your hiatus, if you will, stayed at JFR and uh, were doing blowers, yeah. right? Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, going into uh, last year, I had to obviously got the call, wasn't racing again that season. So second year out, and uh, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? And uh, they gave me an opportunity to go work on my old man's car uh, with Robert Height driving and uh, got to build the superchargers. I, I've worked on superchargers before uh, in 2018 on Alan Johnson's car, um, but that was a AJ blower with, uh, you know, Darren Mayer rotors, totally different combination from what John Force Racing uh, builds in in-house. We build almost all of our parts in-house, and uh, we build that blower f- from start to finish, end frames, rotors, cases, gears, you name it every piece that goes into that thing. So uh, when I got in there, it was a whole new learning curve. And, and that was still, we were kind of like phasing out of the COVID layoffs and things like that. So there wasn't very many people in there to teach me. So I had to kind of take myself under my own wing and just, you know, guess how this went and that went and put my own twist on it and uh, ended up building one of the best blowers that's ever been pumped out of that shop threw it on the dyno and uh we zing this thing and it went off the page on on race pack and my dad looks back at me and he goes nice job austin and he's never told me like good job before. <laughs> and like that moment is like instilled in my head it was like one of the coolest days of my life yeah. and uh after that you know i was hungry to figure out why that supercharger was so good so we started going through the other three superchargers he had, and we chased it all year long, just trying to figure out all these little things that add up to make more boost, you know, mo boost, mo beta. Yeah, right, uh, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so we chased that all year, and it was really fun working hands-on with my dad. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot out of the deal. It was uh, not what I wanted to be doing, but we made the best out of it. I'm more knowledgeable about the superchargers now and, and about, you know, even just being a team player on a team. Uh, how to help manage a team, all those things. So I'm looking forward to bringing all that over to my own team this year. Get to drive cross-country instead of fly cross-country, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it, what's funny is uh, I told this to Brian Loans earlier today, uh, but, you know, all last year all I wanted to do was fly to the races, fly to the races because that meant I was back driving. And uh, this year, yesterday when the trucks left, all I wanted to do was be in those trucks and driving it out to the track. You know, I didn't want to like see my baby go, you know, it was almost a bittersweet moment. So, uh, it's crazy how a year things can change your mind, but, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to the racetrack tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. Incredible stuff. I mean, it is, it is super cool working with your father like that and making those memories like that. Uh, you mentioned it before your father said, the more you know about it, the better off you're going to be. I'm curious how involved are you at looking at the data acquisition uh, after after the run, typically the crew chief will look at it and and you know analyze it and make some some suggestions. Are you hands on in that? Yeah. So uh, when now that I'm back to driving, every time uh, we get back to the pit, uh, we'll get the car up on jack stands and I'll run up to the crew chief lounge and uh, just debrief with them. Typically, I try and tell them what I felt before they pull the computer up, just to see how good you know I felt the race car, um, because that gives me a better mindset of like when the car's getting in trouble how to pedal it and how to recover it if, if you need to on Sunday, you know, to get a round win. So uh, I'm pretty hands-on up in there. Uh, I definitely couldn't make the decisions nor want to make the decisions up on the starting line, but I can look at all the squiggly lines and, and kind of have an idea of what's good, what's bad. Yeah, super cool. And we had Stuart in here, and he was talking about uh, listening to Leah and listening to Matt Hagan and how they can analyze every little, you know, hundredth of a second inside of the car, what it's doing and picking up the left front tire and, you know, wrinkling the tire, whatever, whatever it's doing. And I'm sure whenever you said you will be behind it a little bit, but once you get caught up to it, you, you're able to do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, in 2019, I won plenty of rounds on in pedal fest. You know, I kind of prided my uh, circle track days, you know, as a benefit, you know, in this top fuel category. So uh, definitely 
hate hate when it smokes tires, but love to see how quick I can catch it and get it to hook back up and go down the racetrack. So I actually won my first ever round of competition in a pedal fest in Pomona. Uh, it was only my, uh, I think, sixth run in a top fuel dragster. Thing shook off the starting line, got it to recover, and uh, went, went down there to get my first career round win. So what is your psyche? What's your thought process? Because a throw on a throttle is so short, it's pretty much open or closed. Do you physically think, I got to squeeze on this thing so I can try to get it hooked up. Yeah, I mean, like a sprint car, it's got a thousand horsepower and it's hard to hook up. So imagine eleven thousand with a short throw pedal. But uh, the trick is really to catch it before it gets in trouble. You know that you got a lot of sidewall on these cars, and it's it's a little bit harder in the dragster because you got about six feet from the rear end where the funny car you're sitting right on top of it. But you just gotta you gotta know that feel for the sidewall, and it'll give you a signal and kind of bite you right in the ass to tell you to get off the gas and. You're making those decisions in, you know, thousandths of a second. So uh, it's really fun, really fun to try and control that beast. And knowing you're only going to get better, you have little to no experience. I mean, limited experience, relatively speaking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the uh, seat time, that's everything in, in a motorsport like this. So in any motorsport. So uh, looking forward to going another full season and uh, hopefully it pans out well for us. The you got a bunch, you yeah. guys doing the. Uh, I mean, just going this year with these guys and seeing how things go, and then yeah, kinda... yeah. So uh, this deal's a one-year one-year contract for now. Um, you know, we just got to go out there and show out and get everyone's attention, and hopefully, we can keep this train rolling. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you were talking about uh, Tony, listening to Leah or Matt or whatever, but Antron when he was in here talking about it, he was talking about the whole run. And he's like, there it is, you know, I'm at this, and it's standing up on the tires, and oh, hold on a minute, what is that? You know, and I mean, it was just, I mean, and and to think that you're, you know, that your mind is, and that was one of the things that Tony was talking about was, you know, when he first went, he was like, hell, I was still sitting at the starting line trying to figure out what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was at the end of the track, you know. They so can ask like, me what happened. I'd tell them I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can you can hop out of one of these things at the top end, and, you know, it's 3.6-second run, and you can go on and talk about it for 30 minutes about right. each and every little feeling you felt. Right. You know, it. you can talk about it like it was an eternity long, and, uh, you know, it's just – one of the coolest things about this sport get your adrenaline going through the roof and your your mind does weird things so do they have any rankings out yet like a power ranking or anything yeah no but i'm sure i'm at the top of the list attaboy <laughs> i like that my man my man let's just go with that <laughs> yeah right that's great stuff man so looking forward to the test uh when's the first race date uh it's the following week so we test this weekend and it's the following weekend i don't know any dates we've been thrashing yeah. for the last the three four 17th, weeks 17th so. right 17th in pomona is that yeah right? it I sounds about right like that yeah. so right off the bat you guys are going to go thrash for three days tear up a bunch of parts and then have to be race ready the following weekend yeah this uh the the you know start of the year test or spring training as they call it it's always brutal on the crew guys so uh i'm going to be out there i'm actually going to stay on the road from phoenix test to pomona and back to phoenix just to help you know help get things done help organize things uh you know, even if it's down to the smallest things, going to, grabbing the guys' lunch, you know, just being out there and being a part of the team and, uh, you know, gaining their respect. Yeah, that means a lot. And and I'm, we had this discussion the other day, not on air, but we're trying to figure out, do you think anybody that sanctions these races, I won't get into a name, do you think they own a map? <laughs> <laughs> because we go no to Pomona, <laughs> then we go to Phoenix, and then we go to Gainesville. Then we go back to Vegas. It's like, uh, and then we go from Vegas to Houston. You know, it's like. A lot uh, of hours on the road, that's for sure. Dude, and I've been there, done that. Yeah. Lot, well, a lot of money. It's a lot of money for us. Yeah, hell, I did it almost all of last year before I roped Chad and, into coming in and feeling like it was a good idea for him. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, a lot of money, a lot of time, a uh, lot of things going on, and you know, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a wild deal. And I mean, I'm excited to see you back out there, dude. You, you've, uh, you, you know, I, I think the conversation that we had and that we talked about was, you know, Jr. Todd. You know, when Jr. was, you know, Jr. came into the program, man, he was, you know, driving for Dexter Tuttle. You know, in the in the uh, the Torco car, and was was 
was putting it on people like nobody's business and you know then went to lucas's program after that and uh you know and and kind of kind of had a little bit of a setback and worked his way back into it and again it was all about timing and uh i i remember texting him after he won the championship and i said this is what you were waiting on you know and or this is what was waiting on you you know so it's it's all the same to you man and wish you the best of luck i appreciate that yeah yeah great to have you in the studio great to to meet you and uh, and see some of the personality uh, man, so switched on. You are definitely wise beyond your years. 26 years old. You got a great run at it. Uh, great team. Great car. Certainly very capable. Um, I expect you to be right in the thick of it, man. Yep, yep. I, I plan on doing the same and uh, can't wait to get going. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Prock here will be driving for John Force Racing here. Keep your eyes on him in 2022. He is hungry for a championship. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us here on The Skinny. This episode has been brought to you by Toyota and General Tire. For the latest in sunglasses, optical frames, accessories, and apparel, be sure to check out fatheads.com. That's fatheads with a Z. Production facilities provided by Fatheads Eyewear Studios. All rights reserved. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.